if you would just see your own cake is just as valuable and that there's more than enough cake to go around. The cake that you have, that's the best cake. Welcome, you're listening to Rise. My name is Deanna, and I am so glad to be hanging out with you for a few minutes today. Before we get started, let me remind you, at the end, I'm going to say, hey, guess what? Pretty please write me a review, and pretty please forward this message to a friend. All right, let's dive in. I expect today is going to be short and sweet. And sometimes short and sweet is exactly what we need. Proverbs 15, 23 says, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season, how good is it? Have you ever heard of a blank slate? Sometimes it's like a blank canvas that an artist is staring at before they start to paint their next brilliant work of art. Sometimes it's used as sort of a fresh break in just starting out new and and fresh. <laughs> and today I want to remind you that you are not a blank slate. Let me say that again. You are not a blank slate. You are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for good works that were prepared before him that you should walk in them. Your story was written. God knows the end from the beginning. He knew you when you were still knit together in your mother's womb. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. He put so much thought into you. All of your idiosyncrasies, the way you wrinkle your nose when you laugh, even your fingerprints. Do you know why we even have fingerprints? Fingerprints help us to feel that's so cool and scientifically nerdy. <laughs> he gave you the ability to see in color, to taste, to smell, and to appreciate things around you, like the way it smells after a fresh rain, the giggle of a baby, the awe of a sunset when you look out the window of an airplane. <laughs> that is if you're looking out the window of the airplane while it's sunset. But, you know, to live, to breathe, to be. He gave you this gift, this gift to be able to enjoy the life that you have. And he put gifts in you. He gave you a calling. He has called you and wired you to do things that only you can do. It's absolutely amazing. So, no, you are not a blank slate. Even if you don't know the end from the beginning, he does. And he delights in you. He says you are his daily delight. Proverbs 8.17 says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Hebrews 12.2 says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. Back up. For the joy that was set before him, you are his joy. See, God is outside of time and Jesus is fully God and fully man. Jesus was there from the beginning. I even dare to say it was Jesus who walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day in the Garden of Eden. Proverbs 8.30 When I was beside him as a master craftsman and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world. And my delight was with the sons of men. David says in Psalm 8.4. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? 
Jesus says, you are worth more than many sparrows. You know, Jesus thought so too. (laughs) See, Satan came in that garden, that beautiful garden of Eden where everything was perfect. And he came to steal and to kill and to destroy. He came to steal God's daily delight. And even though Eve fell for Satan's tricks, we don't have to. God made a way where there is no way. And in Genesis 3.15, it says that her seed will squash Satan. That's not word for word. (laughs) But even though there became this separation from God because God cannot dwell with sin, God still so loved them. He sacrificed animals for their clothing so that they would be warm because love covers Now, Hebrews 6, 19 says, We have this hope set before us as an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast. See, we are his joy, the joy that was set before him, and he is our hope, the hope that is set before us, and hope does not disappoint, Romans 5, 5. And you know what happened when Jesus paid for all of our sin on the cross? The veil of the temple was torn. He made a way where there was no way. And now we can walk boldly into the throne room of grace to ask for help in our time of need. We can go right into the holies of holies and talk with the God that created the entire universe. So in the sense of Jesus paying the price for all our sins, if we accept that free gift that we may live to God, as Hebrews 9.14 says, then guess what? that's where the blank slate comes in. Now, I don't mean you wouldn't have consequences from the sin because there's always cause and effect. But I mean that Jesus has washed the slate clean. And you know what else? He makes all things work out for the good of those who love him and are called. Remember, you are called according to his purpose. And he promises to make beauty from ashes. You now have a blank slate. Jesus' blood has washed you and made you as sparkling white as snow. Now, have you ever sat around the table waiting for cake at a birthday party and everyone wants a different size slice of cake? What I mean is everyone wants their own size. Some people want a big old piece and some people want a little teeny tiny piece. Some love the cake with the most frosting and some of us don't care for frosting. But what happens when you want the biggest slice of cake? Because say that just perhaps that this happens to be your favorite kind of cake and you notice the person next to you has a giant piece of cake. It's huge. And you start to look at their cake drooling and then back at your cake. And now your cake seems even smaller. Back and forth and back and forth every, you know what, that's called coveting, by the way. And back and forth and back and forth. And you know what else? That could also be considered idolatry because you know what? You got your your eyes in the wrong place. Okay, let's get back to that cake. Back and forth, back and forth. You have your eyes in the wrong place because when you are busy looking at their cake, you miss the bliss and enjoyment of your own slice of delicious cake. And I I just want to say something. I want to interrupt myself real quick and say something about this covetousness. I mean, because it's a natural thing. We do it, but you know what? So David committed a great sin at one point where he coveted someone else's wife and he went, he he crossed the line. And, And you know what God says to him? He says, and if that was too little, all this other stuff I gave you, 
If that was too little, all you had to do was ask, and I would have given you more. So we do not need to look at that other piece of cake. We do not need to covet. Life can be like this sometimes. And we need to remember that there is enough cake for everyone. It's not going to run out. There's not going to be a cake shortage. See, Jesus says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. There are good things in life. It is his pleasure that you bear fruit and there you bear much fruit. And I'm not talking about fruit salad. I mean good things in life. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the fruit of the land, Isaiah 119. When we have our eyes stayed on the one who delights in us, who wants good things for us, and we believe him, then we are kept in perfect peace. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But what happened? When Goliath came up to all of these trained soldiers, these trained men of war, they started comparing themselves to this giant. And what happened? That giant started to get bigger and bigger, and they started to get smaller and smaller. They were trembling. But David compared that giant to his God, and he said, you know what? God's bigger. David had his eyes in the right place. And then he came at that giant. He didn't run from him, but you know what? I also think that David had already seen God come through for him again and again, and he knew by experience that God would come through again because God is not an invisible Santa Claus or Wizard of Oz. No, he is a living God. He is the God who saves. He is the God who sees me. He is the God who perfects that which concerns me. Psalm 138, 8. When the Israelites were checking out the promised land, ten spies spread lies in the camp. Exodus 23, 1 says, do not circulate a false report. But what did they do? They circulated a false report. And they said, nah, God can't do it for us. I'm sorry, what? They got their eyes on the giants of the land and they did the same thing that all those trained soldiers did. But the difference is, They had already seen God come through with so many miracles, miracle after miracle, as they left Egypt and and were traveling about. And I'm sorry, water from a rock, manna from heaven, and you forgot who your God was? But the people who know their God shall be mighty, shall be strong and carry out great exploits. But they saw the giants and then looked back at themselves and they said, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. But Joshua and Caleb, they said, no, if God said it, then it's good as done. We are well able. You are well able. If they were comparing their giants to their God, then guess what? Their giants didn't stand a chance. Peter does it too. He gets out of the boat and he is walking on the water. That's pretty fabulous. I've never walked on water. So... He's already seen Jesus do miracle after miracle, but he got his eyes on the circumstance. He got his eyes on the wind and the waves. The wind and waves were like screaming in his face. And when we compare our circumstance to us, it can get a little scary. 
it can get a little overwhelming. You might even feel like you're starting to sink. But Jesus is there to pull you up. I always say it because it's true. Jesus came that we may have life and life more abundantly. You've got to keep your eyes on him. And then everything else is cake. Everything else falls into place. Blessed is the man who makes God his refuge. Psalm 40 verse 4. Now rise up, take courage, and do it. Thanks for listening. And remember, go ahead and share this with a friend. And don't forget, leave me a review. That would be amazing. Until next time, rise up and be the person that God has called you to be.